This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Now, do we just open fire on these guys? I mean, they haven't really made a move against us yet, right? You want to try to negotiate? Three more of these cultists pop out and they start to shoot. Do we really have a reason to fight these guys if they're trapped in there? That's what I'm wondering. I think staying and trying to fight these guys is foolish. So I close the stone door. Do we see anything that might make it lockable? We go and find a bunch of rubble. That door will catch on everything. So you make it back to your hiding place near their base camp. Looks like they're putting a group together to move somewhere. I think we hail Mary and try to get out of here. You and Shaba go invisible. Stripey and I distract them away from the rope. You start to climb the rope and then I hope that, you know, some combination of armband abilities and my mobility lets me get to the rope and also free. The guard that is watching in your direction, Tokus, shouts out, hey, sounds like someone's coming from over there, and he points in your general direction. Wonderful. (laughs) This is going swimmingly already. Do you change your plan and movement in any way or just keep on going? We need to distract. Like, that was the plan. I'm going to stick to the plan. Okay, so you keep on going in. The other two, you hit the lights. You're still invisible. It doesn't look like anyone has spotted you. Uh, The nearby guards are still focusing in this direction. It's only the people on the other side of the camp that are responding to Tokus at the moment. Okay, yeah, we're walking along the wall. Now that you're actually inside the camp, you can get a little bit of a better look, although there's not much more to see. There's all the people here, there's several tents, campfires that are kind of built up on platforms so they don't get put out from the water, and several large crates. The rope that you left dangling here is no longer dangling here. Hmm. There is a rope, but it's not your rope. Ah. And they confiscated Lobix. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh well. Bummer. It is what it is. So you continue moving towards the rope and ladder, and Tokus, you enter the lights and start to put everything out just by <laughs> walking into it. Oh, wow. It does put it out. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's a stronger darkness than light level. Yeah. Interesting. So I put out the, f- the first couple lights I pass? Well, there's only going to be one that you're hitting right at the edge. Okay. I'm sure that's just going to make them more alarmed. <laughs> it doesn't put out the light, but it overlaps the area of light and the darkness is winning. Mm, yeah. yeah. Although you can't actually see that happening, but the other two can see it happening. You hear them shouting an alarm. They're now raising the whole camp up at this point to respond to whatever this threat is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's roll some initiative and see what happens. Um, also, just for general knowledge, don't forget about your session inspirations. Yes. Wow, I got the same exact initiative roll as earlier. <laughs> Mine was much lower. Shaba's on a 6, and Stripey's on a 9. Aslo goes on a 13. Are you rolling with advantage on that? Yep, I rolled a 2 and a 3. <laughs> nice. Sick, bro. <laughs> How does them using ranged attacks work when it comes to darkness? Uh, They would pick a spot in the darkness to shoot at and have disadvantage if you were standing there. Okay, maybe I should not cap the stone yet. Yeah, you should definitely not. Yeah, them having disadvantage on me and Stripey seems great. Mm Mm-hmm, for sure. Yep, for sure, dude. How does that work with my fighting stance? You can't see it. You have to be able to see them. I can't see it coming. Mm. Gotcha. All right. So Aslo and Shaba, you two are first, and you're just moving. Mm-hmm. Moving at half speed. Just uh, sneaking toward the rope and the wall. Actually, is Shaba, are you moving at full speed? No, I'm staying with Aslo. 
How are you doing that? Just hand on shoulder? Uh, yeah. But there's no disadvantage to you getting to the rope first, Jabba. I guess that's true. Like, as if you mm. got to the top of the cliff, you could start taking shots if they're climbing up after us. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. I guess I'll just go as fast as I can. You know, like, not running, obviously, but just walking normal speed. And, and the whole reason we need to distract is, I realize, and I'm sure Thane has already thought of this, but, like, you guys are invisible, but that doesn't mean the motion on the rope will, would be. Sure, mm. yeah. So, like... Yeah, we needed the distraction. Don't give the DM ideas. But yeah, but with your distraction that is calling all hands on deck or whatever. Yeah, they probably wouldn't notice like the rope moving a little. Right. Or a lot. So if we're starting at the edge of the lights, then it's going to take you one and a half rounds at full movement to get to the rope. And Asla would take twice that long. Okay. Gotcha. Tokus, you continue to walk forward. Yeah, I'm going to walk forward with stripes and uh, I'm going to go ahead and spend my action to cast resilience on myself. Okay. I feel the strength of the armband. <laughs> Half damage from everything for a minute is nice. Half yes. damage yeah. <laughs> from everything non-magical. Yeah, everything non-magical. Hmm. But, I mean, these guys seem to be, like, really skilled archers for some weird reason, not something, like, I would have <laughs> thought of when I think of cults, but <laughs> yeah. they've been training. Now, I'm sure they're more well-versed in the melee and magical variety. But, uh, yeah, this seems like a good move, right, guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, not a waste. Not a waste of a charge of the... Not a waste. At this point, I think it's good. Not at all. Their one good archer shoots at you, and one arrow does actually manage to hit you, because you're right in the middle of the darkness. Oh, man. It's the obvious place to aim. (laughs) So you take ten points of damage. Halved? Oh, yeah, half of that. So you take five points of damage. I'll take it. I accept. (laughs) (laughs) Deal. Dude, already already paying dividends that (laughs) uh, resilience Mm -hmm. is. It's a deal. (laughs) You guys hear Tokus in the in the cape? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Tokus's yelp. It may help in this case to track uh, your rounds on that too, Tokus, since it's a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We might actually have 10 rounds of combat here. When does it like tick? Does it tick now or does it tick the next time I take a turn? It would expire at the start of your 10th turn from now. Right. So this is turn zero. Yes. Right. This is turn one. No, no this it's is turn, turn zero. zero. No, zero. Okay. So your next turn will be one round. Yeah. One round done. And then once ten rounds are done. Gotcha. I'll track it. Or at least I'll try to remember. One of the other cultists casts some spell and summons this ghostly looking flying dagger thing. Oh. That's mm. just kind of hovering there. Uh, magic weapon or spiritual weapon or something. Mm-hmm. That'd be a cleric of the dark arts. It sends the dagger into the darkness and it will make an attack. Oh. Disadvantage. That misses. It's just flailing around in darkness. You don't see that happening. (laughs) Do I hear like a a dagger like sail by? You hear a few whooshing sounds, the arrow and the dagger. We're taking heavy fire. (laughs) Dual barrel roll. (laughs) Our shields can't repel firepower of that magnitude. Four of the other cultists rush towards a couple of the crates, and you see them lift the lid off one of these crates and start to push it over. Oh, man. Of course. it's That's the Gatling gun. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Set that baby up, and then we're toast. Ah, it's D-Day all over again. It's a Gatling crossbow. Yeah. They've got an RPG in there, like a literal <laughs> rocket-propelled grenade launcher. So meta of them. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't see what's inside the crates yet, but especially since they're pushing them away from you. I wonder sometimes if you should be playing, like, modern-era RPGs, Jay. I wonder... <laughs> If that would be, like, a better universe for you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, there's, like, there's Starfinder. Oh, yeah, Starfinder, mm. I've heard is cool. Or, like, the Star Wars RPG. Wizards of the Coast had a game called D20 Modern, which is basically, like, 
D&D, but you could play in all different sorts of settings. And so I would run, like, uh, like zombie games or Fallout themed games or, like, mm. Jurassic Park games and things like that, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it sounds like a, up your alley for sure. We should just stop this campaign and do that instead, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did an Indiana Jones game. We did, like, an Aliens themed one. Yeah, that's that right. Sick. I remember I played in your Fallout one for a little while. It didn't seem to last very long, though. Yeah, I, I only ran that for a few sessions. I think it might have been a one-off or a few-off, yeah. So, Aslo, you move again. You're two-thirds of the way there. Yeah, I will remind you that my speed is 25 feet, in case that's relevant. <laughs> Which, this is like one of the first times in the podcast that it really is. <laughs> is relevant, yeah. But again, that's, if the lights are 150 foot diameter, then 75 feet to get to the middle would give you three rounds. Okay. Three rounds dashing at half speed. Yes. <laughs> and Shaba, you reach the ladder. The ladder. Ladder slash rope. They're in the same place. There's a ladder? The, the ladder that's carved into the wall. Oh, the stairs. The stairs. Not stairs. It's like niches that are cut into the stone. The footholds. I see. Um, okay. I will take the ladder. Hmm. Okay. The ladder of the two? Yes, I will take the ladder of the two. So you start climbing up. Actually, that's a great <laughs> thought because that's not going to move like the rope would. Stone don't move like the rope would. Thanks for pointing that out before we left, Tokus. That's <laughs> a, that was a real big help. Clutch. Yeah. Also, episode title, question mark? Yes. Ladder of the two? The and you're the... still pass without trace. I am literally passing without any trace of my <laughs> existence here. I feel like a real way that this is going to go down is you guys get out and Stripey and I fight to our last breaths. <laughs> no, y- you guys will be fine. Wink, wink. All right, so Tokus, it's your turn again. Do you want to do anything else besides move forwards? <sighs> I mean, man. Well, first of all, you keep saying, do I want to move forward? Like, I'm following how Stripey is smelling his way through this, right? Well, you're just, you're both following the wall, really. Okay. Oh, I have, like, my hand on the wall and I'm following the wall. Yeah, it's just the guide of the wall. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more effective in melee, so I think I want to keep moving forward. Okay. You just blindly lob some fire vials just to see what happens. <laughs> I'll, I'll move with Stripey, though. So, like, even though I could move a little faster than him, I'll stick with Stripey. Wait, I just thought of something. How high up was the cavern? Pretty darn high. Very high. How, no, 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 no. How high is the cut in the wall where we fought the white lobsters? They have slain them. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Almost assuredly. You said that was about midway, didn't you, Thane? Roughly, yeah. Yeah, it's close to the middle. The total fall, or the total distance from the top is a little over 200 feet, probably. Total? Top to yeah, bottom? top to bottom. Okay. All right. So the cave in the side would be roughly 100 feet up. Which is great because which is, you have a bow. Which is perfect, yes. Yeah. That is perfect. All right. We'll get to that perch, Shaba. Oh, yeah. The two big crates have now been knocked over, and Shaba and Aslo, you can see two gigantic red crimson-colored oozes pouring out of these crates, moving towards the darkness. Ah. Oh. The red oozes! <laughs> that no. was them. It was it them was all them along. along. Dude, now we know. Those dirty scoundrels. What do we remember about the oozes? Uh, it split into smaller oozes. Can't it engulf us? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-oh. Yes to both of those things. It engulfed us as well? Yeah. Yep. That's right. It started engulfing Tokus, as I recall, mm. and then we split it in two, so it spit him out. Oh, yeah. I don't notice the oozes, though. I'm in darkness. Correct. You don't notice much of anything right now. <laughs> uh, Thane, are we on the same page? I am 15 feet up the ladder currently. 
because I took a, you said a round and a half to reach the ladder slash stairs. So I moved and then moved as an action and then I moved again and then I climbed at half speed. Yes. So 15 feet up. Okay. I mean, once you're at a certain distance, do you really need to keep moving stealthily? Uh, well, I mean, I move stealthily at a norm- normal pace, unlike most people, which move stealthily at half speed. Oh, you do? Oh, that's awesome. Wow, 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 wow. That's very useful here. Also, probably the first time that that ability has come into play <laughs> yep. in this podcast. Yeah, true. Pulling out all the stops here. I'm just checking all the boxes. <laughs> the slimes actually enter the darkness. Oh, no. I don't think they're going to get to attack at this point. Not moving quite that fast. But they're right in front of you, and you don't know it. Oh, boy. Aslo. I continue moving. Another 25 feet. This was my second... It's your third round. So you reach the bottom of the rope. Okay, cool. You notice that most of these cultists aren't actually armed with ranged weapons, which is why they're not shooting into the darkness. Hmm. Mm. They've got the one archer and the one spellcaster that have been attacking in there. It's good to know. Valuable information. Yeah, they took all the archers with the main party. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> it. Uh. And Shaba, you keep climbing, so now you're 45 feet up. Correct. Tokus and Stripey, you keep walking forward. Do I notice Stripey act differently? Like, wouldn't he notice the oozes even if I don't? Does he start growling when he smells them? He could make a perception check to smell them with advantage. Yeah, give me a perception on that, Stripes, because I'm flying blind here. Yep. Stripey, you notice anything? Unfortunately, I didn't roll super high with advantage. Uh, nine. It's probably not enough to smell them. Okay. There are too many other smells going on in this cave. <laughs> so, strategically, there's so much that, like, obviously, mechanically, I would want to cap the stone. Everything from knowing that there's not many attacks coming at us. I feel like Tokus could still make that judgment call of cap the darkness stone and figure out what's happening. I could always reuse the stone. Yeah. You are a good distance into the camp. You would know that, so... Okay. Yeah, do I notice anybody looking down that has a ranged weapon? There's the one archer that was shooting in. And what weapon does he have? A uh, longbow. Okay. Just one of them? Some of the others look like they might have hand crossbows or something, but they're obviously not mainly ranged combatants. Right. Mm. Yeah, and they probably don't want to spend their bolt into darkness. Yeah. Where is Stripey in turn order? Right after you. Okay, maybe I should cap the stone, see what we're dealing with here. Like, the fact that you're right, I, I've only been attacked a few times, I know that. And I know that I'm in the camp some X amount of feet. I think it's time to get this party started. And Tokus caps the darkness stone and says, <laughs> it's an ambush. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know already. Uh, <laughs> surprise. Coming at you live. Triple 18. We're here to take, or I'm here to take your stuff. I don't say we, I say <laughs> I'm. So yeah, you seal up the darkness and see in front of you two gigantic red slimes along with 20-some <laughs> cultists spread out. Yeah, so I'm familiar with these jellies. I don't <laughs> really want to engage the jellies. They're slow moving though, right? Yeah, relatively slow. Okay. Um, I look down at Stripey. Stripey, let's split up. <laughs> He's tied to you. That's right. Well, no, no, no. I thought we had a leash situation. He's tethered to you so that you could climb and drag him up with you. That's right. Stripey, let's not split up. Stay with me. <laughs> Um, but that, that doesn't that mean that slows down my movement, thus making the long strider irrelevant? I think he moves faster than you, base speed. Oh, his base speed's better than mine? That doesn't surprise me. What's his base speed? So Stripey has, Stripey's base speed is 30 feet, but he has a harness made of rope around him with a leash trailing into your hand. And you then have the option when you get to the rope or the ladder to link him to you to climb. Right. But he's not actually attached to you right now. So I'm saying, how fast can I move 
being tethered to stripey, it sounds like the answer is 30. Even though I have movement of 35, I can't like drag in that extra five feet, right? In fact, how does movement work when two characters are moving a different, like we're, we're in different initiative order. <laughs> how does that work? Correct. Is it work because he moves, he goes right after me? It's hypothetically at the same time. As long as you're moving in the same direction, I'd say you can just use your movement together in this case. Okay, but it's going to be limited by his maximum movement. But we're not limited by my normal minimum. Right. Right. So we can move 30. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we're going to move 30 feet away from those jellies, I'll tell you that much. Um, you could also just long stride stripey, too, if you wanted. Um, that would give us five more feet of movement. Yeah. Which might be relevant. No, that's not a bad idea. Hmm. That could be my action. I could use an action to do that. Is there enough room to get by the jellies currently? Yeah, how big are these jellies? Where's the rope? Well, they're large creatures, so they're taking up the space about 20 feet out from the wall between the two of them. Hmm. And you said right behind them is a bunch of cultists. Yeah, mostly behind, some off to the side. They're kind of in a half circle almost in front of you. How would web affect the oozes, you guys think? Probably wouldn't. Um, hmm. They'd probably just eat it. I, I like the idea of not being near the oozes, because they literally change <laughs> our, our mobility situation. <laughs> yep. I'm going to spend my action to spend another spell slot. I'm going to give Long Strider to Stripey as well. kind of wish I would have just given it to him from the beginning then. But, yeah. I'll throw some roller skates on Stripes too. <laughs> nice. And uh, now we can move 35 feet, and he can move 40, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we could we could together we could move thirty five feet. Let's uh, try to outmaneuver the oozes. So you're so I have the choice to go right, right? Because this is wall to our left. You can go right or back or some combination. Right. Well, I should go right, unless I should run away from the camp. Like we could run away from the camp and drag him away from the camp. My vision was mirrored compared to yours, but okay. Oh really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was thinking you guys were a lot. You guys had the wall to the right of you. Oh really? Okay, so we're gonna yeah. go left then. Because you said one of the oozes is even on the wall, so... And if they're pretty slow-moving... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, pretty much up next to it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is... We're not trying to kill them, necessarily. I mean, yeah, we can kill some, but, like, we want to kill maybe the ranged combatants and stay away from the oozes mm-hmm. strategically. That's what Tokus is calculating. All right. So let's bank left. Stripes, let's go. And I kind of give him a nice gentle... Well, maybe not so gentle tug on the leash, <laughs> on the tether. All right. Let's go, bud. Come on. So you start pulling hard left. Stripey isn't going to be close enough to attack anyone at that point. It's A-OK. Not the objective here. <laughs> I'll take my shots first. Stripey's visible now. Yeah. So You're trying to make him a target? Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> then, I could use, then I get to use my reaction. I mean, are they going to throw everything at Tokus? That's also maybe fine. I have resilience. True. Well, interestingly, the spiritual weapon can't actually move fast enough to get to you if you're... So it was relevant. Mm-hmm. So the archer shoots at you and misses twice. The slimes approach and get right up next, like right behind you. Ooh. One of them gets right behind Five feet Ooh. next to us? How close are they? Yeah, because they can double move and you just did a single move to get around. Right. So right. it makes it right next to you. Whew. And then several of the cultists move up into melee range and try to surround you. Okay. I was afraid of that. So you got slime behind you, and how many other cultists can fit? Six can surround you in melee. Okay. This is what it all comes down to, gents. <laughs> Let me know if I get hit. So you're saying six of them plus the ooze, which takes up two squares? Yeah. Around Tokus. So where is Stripey in this situation, in this layout? Oh, that's true. Stripey would 
be adding more area and more perimeter to attack. So they can't be completely surrounded, is what I'm saying. Right. Mm. Maybe three are on me and three are on stripes, or two on stripes, four on me. There would be more of them attacking, but less on Tokus, because Stripey's next to him, too. If it were that way, then you would be wholly surrounded, but you're not actually fully surrounded. There's still a way out. Right, right, because they arced to me, and the oozes are on my side. Well, no, because Stripey's there. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so they can't... They, they'd have to choose to surround us as an entity. Right. This is a very complicated board state. <laughs> yeah. Mental board state. You guys ever played D&D without a game board? We we have. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there are eight total cultists around you in melee between Tokus and Stripey, plus the ooze. Okay. Which would... How many are on Stripes? How many are on me? Three of them can only reach Stripey. Two of them can only reach you. The other three can attack either. Wait, I thought you said there were six cultists. That's how many would have fit if it were just Tokus, but Tokus plus Stripey is a bigger area, a bigger perimeter, so more of them can fit around. Oh, you're saying that there were more waiting in the queue to get into yeah. melee? Oh, I see. Okay. And since he came out of the darkness and they're all right in front of him and he just moves sideways, I mean, they can all still get there. Got it. So I rolled really badly on those first three rolls. Stripey... Uh, can I interpose here? Yes, you can do it on the first attack. Yep, gonna do that. You block one attack against Stripey. Sweet. And one hits, all of the other attacks missed. Nice. Most of them are still focusing on Tokus. Okay. If they can reach. I figured as much. That's what happens when you focus on Tokus. (laughs) (laughs) Man, to to do all this long striding, I've used a lot of my spell slots, so... Stripey is slashed with a sword for seven points of damage. And then one of the cultists realizes that he's kind of in the way of the slime and decides to back up. So you can take an attack at him. I would love to. Oh, the slimes are not like, um, they're, they're indiscriminate? Well, I'm just saying that because it's a large creature, if it tries to move up, it'll engulf both the cultist and Tokus, and he doesn't want that to happen. Oh, It would I engulf see. him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's going to move out of the way, and I'll take an opportunity attack. I'd love to take an opportunity attack. I don't blame the guy. Yeah. All right. Um... Clearly. Ooh, that was not a very great roll, though. Uh, does a 10 hit? No. Okay. So he backs out of the way, which does leave an opening for you to run through. True. That's the key. Aslo's turn. I begin to climb the ladder. Aslo's 25 feet up. Shaba? Nice. Uh, I... Remember that whole, like, our planning session where I thought Stripey and I would be able to hold out as a distraction for a really long time or something foolish? You can <laughs> hold out as a distraction for a really long time. All you have to do is get to the rope of the ladder. That's your objective, right? Yeah. You're not fighting anybody. You're just running. You have so much damage, so capability. Yeah, it's sort of absurd. You just get to that rope or the ladder. No, but I'm saying to get, I can get to the rope. I have things that would let me get to the rope. Stripey doesn't. You have the ability to attach Stripey to you. So when you get to the rope, Stripey gets to the rope. Uh, yeah, I know. I agree with that. I'm saying I think... I, I don't know if there's going to be a better window for the pattern. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I am just started climbing, and if I cast it, I lose invisibility, and then I start getting attacked. Yeah, Aslo's not in a position to cast the pattern. What I'm trying to decide, given that it's my turn, is if this is the moment where I cast Spike Growth, and I yeah. just put mm. it where you are, to catch the cultists as they follow you given that they will take more damage than you do because you're resilienced. Mm. So I'm trying to decide that because I am, I can get up to 60 feet. Spike Earth would count as a magical attack though, doesn't it? It's casting a spell, right? Spike Growth is piercing damage. 
Oh, non-magical. Yeah, so my resilience doesn't stop that. Oh, that's... Okay, so you're only resilienced against non... Non-magical. Uh, okay. Bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical weapons. But it might still be worth it. I mean, I... I still I, think it's worth doing. It might still be said. worth it. Yeah, I mean, like, we... Here's the thing is, like, yes, we're going to be escaping, and we're a little bit ahead of him on the rope and stuff, hopefully, but, like, we still may need to kill some as we're escaping. I, I think that's a... I think... I, I don't hate this idea. Yeah. You'll break invisibility, but it might very well be worth it, because it's going to deal dice to all of the enemies chasing after me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Seems good, even if Stripey and I take a little bit of damage. Will we not, though? Because won't we see you cast it? Because we're facing... They're, they're facing us, but I'm facing the wall with the climbing... Right. Wouldn't I? It's it's if we see when spike growth is... Can you read spike growth real quick, Jay? The transformation of the ground is camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom perception check against your spell save DC to recognize the terrain as hazardous. So all of you can see it. It's just the fact that they will have to run across it to follow you. But they're facing me, and this, this spell is happening. They can see the area is what matters. Yeah. Right. Recognizing it does not keep you from taking the damage. Just It just lets you know that it's there. Right. Yeah, I say do it. I think, like, we'll take a little bit of damage, maybe, Stripey and I, but might be worth it. It's all up to Shaba anyway. Right. Yeah, so I'm going to do that. The radius is 20 feet, so it's going to cover a 40-foot area, like, from where you are to... Toward the, I don't know how far you are from the rope. Can I tell how far he is from the rope and ladder? Well, since he moved away to the side. Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, he's probably like 50 feet from the rope. Mm. Okay. So you can have it run from right next to him up to almost where the rope is. Okay. Uh, yep, I'm going to do that. So I'm 60 feet up. And granted, given that most of them are humans, I am 60 feet up and not lit by anything, so they probably can't <laughs> see me anyway. Hmm. True. <laughs> you are out of uh, out of the, the light. Yep. And that's my turn. All right. So shards of rock begin to sprout from the ground and get ready to cut up anyone that decides to move through there. There are already a few cultists that are in that area, too, of course. Well, they don't take damage till they move, right? Right. Correct. And they would see that change happening? Yeah. And start looking around for its source? Hmm. Mm-hmm. But Tokus, your turn. Man, this is a really pivotal turn. So I could, we could eat a bunch of uh, opportunity attacks and move, move to the footholds, right? To the natural ladder. I think that might be the best thing. I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of why I was hoping we would have. Anyway, um, other options. I move once and then turn around and web. Mm. If you're 50 feet away and you've got a 35 foot movement, then you can get there and start climbing this turn. Right, move, move would do that. Right. Yeah, it would give us 70 feet of movement. Hang on, so Stripey and I are both faster. 60. 70. Well, no, Stripey, Stripey and I, yeah, we're 70. Stripey and I are both okay. faster. That's right. We cast it on both of us. So we could eat a bunch of hits. Yes. You'd be 10 feet up. Right. Right, which seems good. Seems really good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to take a lot of damage. Everything around you gets to attack, and you'd have to run past even more of them and through the spike growth. Right, so here's the next thought I have which I'm sure Jay doesn't like, but it's kind of what I've been getting at the whole time, is Tokus has a lot more abilities for movement. Like, I don't have to take any opportunity attacks. I could just Misty Step beyond them. Oh. You could jump, too, couldn't you? Can I take Stripey with me as I jump? I don't think so. Yeah, why not? Stoop down, pick him up. 19 strength, jump. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It, I would say it's your action to pick up Stripey and position him well enough, but then you can jump from there. Dude, you're good. 
Why didn't I even... Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> you can jump, dude. Come on. You can avoid, like, almost all, if not all, of the spike growth damage. Okay, so try to jump to the natural bridge and then maybe action search to get us that extra yes. movement. Yes. Heck yeah, dude. How far do I jump? A lot of distance. You jumped over a 50-foot <laughs> chasm. Yeah. Jump distance is tripled. Dang. And base jump is... We're dealing with a 19 strength. Without a 10-foot running start, since you're right at the edge. Right, without the running start. Actually, wait, I could do something really weird, which is I could misty step back 15 feet, run, pick up stripey jump. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'd I'd have to action search for sures. Yeah. But... Is that legal? Through all the cultists that are surrounding you, though? Yeah. We're not, they didn't surround us this way, did they? I thought they just arced to the front of us. They're all around you. They're all around us. Yeah, they did fill in the gaps. So how does jumping without the 10-foot start work? It would be half of your strength, but times three, so... Nine times three? Half of 57. 27. 28 and a half feet. Yeah. What, how does Misty Step work with me holding on to another living being? It doesn't. You, you'd go, they wouldn't. I go, and the harness is gone. and yeah, okay. you can't step with someone. Yeah, I like jump. Jump is great. So we, I do a standing jump just to get over the cultists. The cultists yeah. and the spike growth. I mean, obviously, they'll make attacks on you while you, go, while you go away, but whatever. Do they? Yeah, you're moving away from them. Yeah, you, yeah, you're leaving their threatened area. But you have resilience, dude. You're fine. I'm, I'm, the whole reason that I'm jumping is because we're trying to avoid some of the spike growth damage to Stripey and I. Yep. And additional attacks from cultists along the way. Right. Not the ones that are surrounding you immediately, but along that path. They're going to attack me a bunch, but I'm the one moving. Stripey's just coming along with, right? Like, aren't the opportunity attacks directed at the character moving? How does that work? I think so. Yeah. Presumably. Because, like, I, I can get, like, Stripey would get shredded. I can take quite a few more hits. Uh, forced movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. So oh, there you go. You're moving Stripey. Mm. So he's being forced. And then once you're once he's attached to you and you're carrying him, you can run through the spike growth without him taking any damage from it. Well, if you're actually carrying him. I thought that right, was yes. the whole point. Yeah, that's the whole thing is, yeah. is you're carrying him. So I spend an action to go to now I'm carrying Stripey. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mm, charge up some gnomish might and... <laughs> Jump. <laughs> Blast off, dude. Blast off. Super Mario, that jank. <laughs> All right. So you jump close to 30 feet. Yes. <laughs> Super Mario. <laughs> Super Tokyo. And you just kind of blast buying over everyone. They're going to make attacks as you do so. Yes, they oh, yeah. are. Yes, Hopefully they I are. live through this, guys. You're fine. Don't even give me that. You're totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> Jay, Jay, Please. you've put, you've put a lot. Please, Your armor class is like 100. You have resilience. <laughs> you have like 12 million hit points. I don't know if I have my shield anymore now that I'm carrying Stripey. Is that, how does that work? Big whoop. You don't have your shield out. Poor Tokus, my armor class is only 48 <laughs> instead of 50. How, how does that work, Thane? <laughs> it's, well, it's an action to put away your shields. Oh, so maybe I still have the shield on my arm? Realistically, you, you're still wearing the shield, but you can't really use it. Right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jay. I'm still pretty tanky. I've got the resilience buff still. You are going to be just fine and dandy. I'm not even worried about it, Tokus. I'm, I'm up here, 60 feet up, loving the view. And you're like halfway to me as you jump. 
<laughs> so two of the ones next to you do hit you with the swords, but with your resilience, you take two and one point of damage from those. <laughs> um, the slime also makes an attack. It stretches out its little pseudopod as you jump. That one hits, and probably going to be a little bit harder on you. Well, it's probably a magical attack for starters. Or is it bludgeoning? Is it a combination? Um, you take four bludgeoning, counting resistance, and then one additional necrotic damage. Okay. I'm still pretty healthy, guys. Yeah. Hmm. I would be at a much lower number if I hadn't resilienced. <laughs> that is generally how that works, yeah. Yeah, I'm at 40. And you also land in the spike growth and take the... 2d4 damage, right? 2d4, but I do have no resilience for them because they're magical. So you take six points of damage landing in the spikes. Ouch. I'm still holding stripes. Have you used two actions? Did you action surge? So I picked up stripey and I jumped. Oh, I had to surge to even do this, right? See, that's the issue, guys. Is jumping your movement? Jumping is movement. Oh, jumping's Mm -hmm. movement. Yeah, so I've used one action so far because you had me use an action to pick up stripes. So I, th- I think the best thing to do would be to... Surge. Action surge and jump again. Yeah. Because then you just jump up, yeah. up the ladder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, land at the base of the ladder. <laughs> well, so how far is the ladder from me? You jumped about 30 feet, so it's another 20 feet there. Yeah, so I should just jump again and then... How does that work? If I jump, do I still have climbing? Or do I use up my 35? You would still have your remaining 10 feet. Almost. So I can choose to, I can gauge my jump, right? I'm like, all right, all right. So I gauge a 20-foot jump, take more spike damage, sure. Right? Is there spikes at the base of the ladder? No. No, it doesn't go all the way there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, if you jump, you take no more spike damage. All right, so I'll action surge. Wait a second. I haven't used my bonus action this turn. You have not. Correct. I could second win just because it's a freebie. Might as well. Sure. Okay. If you feel like you've taken enough damage to make it worth it at this point. I mean, I might as well use it. Let's not use a Brian's spell slots on healing for me. Take a break standing in the middle of the spikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, guys. Ugh. All this jumping. Wow. I rolled minimum, so I heal Yay, for minimum. seven. So, the 48. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll jump. Gauge the jump. Nice 20-foot jump. Take the jump. Jump the jump. Take the jump action. Get there. And then start climbing. Land the jump. <laughs> Land it. Flawless. <laughs> dismount. Keep going. <laughs> and uh, I'll use the rest of my movement to start the climb. Judges give it a flawless 9.7. <laughs> well, wait. It's not 10 feet up. I have 35 movement. The total puts you 10 feet up. Okay. I'm down. I like it. It's half speed climbing. Oh, yes. Right. Right, right, right. So that's what I do. Height stripes. How many feet up are you right now, Asla? Twenty-five. Heck yeah, dog. Heck yeah. <laughs> right, and Stripey is dangling just b- below you. Just below. The cultists start scrambling, trying to figure out what they can do at this point. First, I'll take shots with the ones that can. Ooh, good rolls for once. Those are actually both good enough to hit you. Who's you in this sentence? Tukus. Can't be Aslo. He's invisible. Oh, of course, it's me. Yeah, it's you, Stripey, and then. Shabba's in the darkness. Yeah, concealed. Yeah, you're definitely the primary target. Stripey is just hanging there, and there's no reason to attack him at this point. <laughs> he does look a little less threatening. That's fair. <laughs> so that's going to be 7 and 11 halved, so 3 and 5. I'm still pretty healthy. Hmm. And make a wisdom save. You do get advantage because you're a gnome. Ooh, no, mm. no, 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 no. 
And me using session input doesn't help here. Oh, I have a bardic. That's mm. true. Keep that in mind. Which you can use after the roll. Right. Yes. And it is a D8, not a D6. <laughs> oh, okay. I rolled a four and then a 20. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which All is right. a 20 because my wisdom Nat is zero. Nat a <laughs> hey, no. Or my bonus from wisdom is zero, I should say. How does that go? Natatwanzo. Natatwanzo. So you can sense magical power washing over you momentarily, but you shake it off. Your gnomish wits about you. Most of the cultists are kind of working their way around the spikes, taking the long way to try to get to the ladder. They're smart. Yes. Oh, did they pass their wisdom checks to know that they saw the spike? They all saw it. Hmm. They can. It was within sight of all of them. Right. Well, as as did I. I also saw them. Uh, a few of the others take out light crossbows or hand crossbows and also start shooting at you. Man, these guys don't give up. What are they, in a cult or something? <laughs> They're so zealous. They're so dedicated. And actually, one of them rolled a critical hit. Ouch. Ooh. Uh, should I shield, dudes? I have one last spell slot. Do you mm. need to? I mean, even with a crit, it's resilience. It's still a crit, yeah. So I think no. Yeah, it'll always hit if it's a critical hit. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, crits hit regardless of thank you, of shield. So I'm just going to take it. Yes, I accept the damage. Sometimes you just got to take it. There's no decision <laughs> here to be made. <laughs> but with your resilience, it's still only five points of damage. Yeah, that's smarts. Yeah. Ooh, tickles. Just a little pinch, that's all. The rest of them are melee users, and they're trying to circle around and close in as much as they can. <laughs> they're melee users. They're like, they've got their daggers like in their nostrils. They're like, <sighs> oh yeah, man, <laughs> melee user. <laughs> swords, mostly swords of various kinds. Hey man, you want to try some of this sword? <laughs> <laughs> try some of my cold steel. Check out this blade. <laughs> First time's free, bro. <laughs> uh, Aslo. Is it time yet? So now that all attention is on the uh, ladder, I don't mind talking. Tokus, how are you doing, buddy? You holding up all right? Yeah, do something. <laughs> uh, oh, holding up, uh, I check my my health point watch, and it says I'm at 35 of 60. Okay. All right, cool. So I'm over half health. I'll feel a lot more comfortable casting spells after I'm out of the uh, range of the light, so I keep climbing. Yeah, totes. Okay. <laughs> do that, Ezra. All right, so you're 50 feet up. Yep. But it's but when is the window for, if we are going to, you know, hypnotic, when is it? It's when we're safely out of dodge. Yeah, exactly. They're all going to have to bunch up around the bottom of the ladder, right? Yep. Take turns climbing it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the time right there. Shaba? I'm going to climb, climb. So another 30 feet up, so I'm 90. I'm 10 feet away from that ledge. You are climbing into the darkness. You can't see in the dark. Correct. Oh, but he has his uh, the, the the hat. So do you light your helmet to see? No. Uh-uh. I can feel in the dark. That's all I need. As long as there's a rung <laughs> ahead of me for my hand to grab, I'm just climbing. That is more dangerous. That's fair. If I have to climb slower, I'll climb slower. But I'm not lighting my helmet. Okay. I'm in perfect darkness. I have no reason to light myself up. You're you're further than all of us. They can't even hit you from that distance, right? If they can see me, they can target me with a spell. Mm. Or arrows. Ah, okay. Potentially, yeah. Okay, so you, you are going to have to move slower to be safe. So would I move a quarter speed instead of half speed? Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. 
All right, so I'm 75 feet up. Is the plan to mount a counterattack once we get to the perch? It was if you were stuck down there. Now that you are not, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going. We think we run? Yeah. Okay. Like how they sneak through and you just charge straight past everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out better than we expected, actually. It worked out great because you can take so much damage. And because you can jump. Yeah. It's the armband. Like, I, I died already, probably. Like, the resilience mm. has afforded me... It, like, doubled my health. I don't think you took enough... You would have taken enough damage to kill you. If I hadn't second-winded, I would be at zero right now. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Wow. Because I second-winded for 7 HP. And you got knocked down to half? I would be at 28 right now if I hadn't second-winded. But if I hadn't resilienced, I would be dead. Mm. Or down, not dead, but down. Right. Does that check out? Because I've, I've been having everything mm-hmm. they've hit me with. Like, there's only been one attack. Plus that... halving also rounds down, so even more than that. Mm. Right, yeah. true. There were only two things that hit me that didn't deal, that weren't reduced by the resilience, which was the one point of necrotic and the spike growth damage I took that one time. Right. Back to Tokus. Um, so I think I should spend my whole turn climbing. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Unless you guys can think of anything me or Stripey could do. Nope. Climb away. All right, so climb, climb. Double climb. Climb, 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 climb. We climb a lot, though, right? You can climb up 35 feet. So that puts you at 45 feet up, which is just under Aslo. Yeah, how is that going to work <laughs> if I'm climbing faster but you're in front of me? You're going to have to wait for him. <laughs> you're going to have to slow down. Or you switch to the rope. Right. But that mechanic is really important because that also impedes the cultists themselves, right? Like the melee users, like, they can't climb faster than the guy behind them. And sure. Yeah. Anyway, I guess it's less relevant for them than it is for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all move at the same speed. Is that you, Aslo, buddy? Is that your foot, I feel? <laughs> hey, let go. I'm trying to climb here. I'm trying to be inconspicuous, man. <laughs> all right. I'm going to take a few more shots with those that can. That's a hit. Guys, maybe I should just go ahead and shield here. Like he said, he's basically throwing everything else at me. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, what, am, what else am I going to use this last spell slot on anyway? Anyway. Right. Go for it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and shield and see if that stops the damage. That puts me to 24 because I don't have my shield. 24. You probably would have gone into this whole thing without your shield if you're planning on climbing immediately. That would make a lot more sense. And that way we don't have to worry about that phantom action yes. that should have been taken to put it away. <laughs> okay. Right now. Right, if my plan was to just run and maybe even carry Stripey up the wall, yeah. Mm-hmm. So your armor class is 24, my attack came out to a 25. Oof, okay. At least one of them. So you're hit by one arrow, and you take four points of damage from that total. Oh, is that with the resilience applied? Yes. Okay, 31. And the other shots missed, or were blocked by the shield. I like it. Did something. And I'm going to have you make another wisdom save with advantage. Okay, let's do this. Okay, so... Without the bardic. I think I should bardic. I rolled an 8 and a 12, but I don't know what the check is. What's your total total nod? Wisdom 0. Oh, wisdom 0. So it's a... Well, what what type of check is this? Is this a wisdom save? It's a wisdom save. So I've written on my character sheet, I get a plus 1 for wisdom save throws. Is that correct? Is this supposed to be my proficiency bonus? It depends... If it's one of your stats that you're proficient in. It's not one that I've checked. I'm, uh, I'm proficient in strength and constitution checks, saving checks. I think your bracer, your armband gives you that, doesn't it? Yeah, it gives you plus one to armor class and saving throws. Uh, uh, so... There you go. So that's a 13? A 13. Uh, yeah, I would bardic here. Nine and 13? Yeah, use it up. So I'm going to bardic with a D8 bardic. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Gonna tack on to that 13 for a nice healthy four. I rolled a four. Sweet. That's 17. Right, so 17. 17. Pretty good. You shake off this spell as well. Heck yeah, dog. I don't, whatever it is, I don't want it. <laughs> Not right now. We're so close to maybe living through this totally shouldn't be able to live through scenario. Yeah. <laughs> the first you guys reach the bottom of the ladder and a couple of them start climbing up. Did anybody take spike growth damage or did they go? They're going around it. They're not going to run straight through that. So they like formed more or less single file and went around it? Well, a couple of them right on the edge probably moved to get out of it. Okay. Mm. But otherwise, they're not moving through it. They circled around to the left and right. Yeah. There are a few that are still in the middle and they're not moving. A couple of them were in the spikes but towards the edge and they moved out and took some damage there. Oh, those are the ones that are just sitting and taking crossbow shots. Yeah, but most of them just moved around. Aslo. Um, and the light is just below me now from the campfires? You're pretty much at the edge of the light. Okay. You can climb, you can take your move, and then cast the spell. Yeah, how are the cultists arranged below me? There are about ten of them in the area near the rope, kind of between the rope and the spike growth, and then the rest of them are either still working their way around or are trapped in the spikes. Okay, so there's ten right near the base of the ladder. Yeah. That seems like a pretty good opportunity to me. (laughs) So I'm going to use my movement to climb half speed, so uh, 13, 12, 13 feet. Uh, and then action hypnotic pattern. Is it time? Mm-hmm. The time is now. The time has never been more now than it is right now, Tokus. <laughs> this is going to be a juicy hypnotic... I mean, maybe not like with the wyverns we fought that one time, where you just killed two of them, presumably. <laughs> Almost killed four of them. <laughs> and then we, we messed that up. Chimeras? Oh, those were the manticores. Yeah, manticores. manticores. Not yeah. my proudest moment. <laughs> <laughs> To this day, I still picture Aslo on the other side of the cliff, just watching it happen, just like <laughs> face palming, face. Just, oh <laughs> just like my goodness, <sighs> I'm surrounded by idiots. I've worked so hard <laughs> to train him. Just hangs his head. <sighs> that would seriously be a good like uh, fan art moment for Chris Monster to paint or draw. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Just like yeah. you face palming. Uh. <laughs> Such an epic moment. I hope I hope that they hear this and and draw that for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So hypnotic pattern on the ground below. How many can you get? It's a thirty foot cube, my dude. All of them. However many people fit in that. <laughs> yeah. It's- going to be all of them. Well, they take checks. They're not, like, immediately owned. Well, sure, but they all get affected by it. That's the point. Right. They all have right, to. Right, right, right. So, build save, they become charmed. Wisdom saves. Spell save, uh, 16. Is it charmed? I thought it was incapacitated. It's both, actually. It's both. They become charmed, and while charmed, they're incapacitated. Yeah. Oh. But it is a charm effect. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have a condition that causes another condition, which is like a domino effect of conditions. It's like right. an effect mm. that causes another effect. Right. It's like when my body is hungry, it might cause me to salivate. Or when you're full, it might cause you to belch. <laughs> and or poop. <laughs> well, that comes later. Cause and effect, Tokus. <laughs> cause and effect. Cause and effect, my dear Dawson. <laughs> this is going great. I'm very surprised. I thought I would have had to like cut the rope or misty step and leave Stripey behind. I was planning to sacrifice you. <laughs> <laughs> you may yet still have to cut the rope if some of them start climbing it. Uh, I have some ideas. Me too. It's basically cut the rope. <laughs> they start climbing it. 
<laughs> well, they'll probably use the footholds. Yeah. You set off the hypnotic pattern, and it looks like you catch about half the ones in the group that were in that area. Wow. Nice. Half. Wow. Sick, nasty. Which do we catch? The caster, the archer. The archer's been staying back because he doesn't need to get any closer. Oh, he's not in this. Okay. It's a wisdom save. Mm-hmm. About half. I mean, that ain't half bad. Yeah. They rolled pretty well. So I'm 62 feet up the ladder now. We keep saying ladder, and I'm thinking of like a man-made ladder, but this is, it's the natural ladder. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's the stone, it's not a staircase, but yeah, it's uh, crevices dug into the rock. Yep. Like little cutaways, like on the edge of a pool sometimes. Yeah, it's it's a sheer cliff face with little uh, handholds and footholds carved in. Which, I mean, maybe that's a fallacy for me to say that it's natural. Because it was possibly man-made. Well, yeah, it's definitely man-made. Right, but carved into the natural rock. It's right. Carved into the, yeah, natural ladder of sorts. Shaba. I'm 75 feet up. I'm going to climb real super slow and super dark. <laughs> um, that perch that's 100 feet up, is it like a ledge, like jutting out over the... It doesn't come out any... You'd go up. It's like it was cut into the rock. It's a recess. Oh, it's a recess. Okay. Yeah. Like I said before, like something scratched it out of the rock, some giant thing. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um, what do you think, guys? Should we just go all the way up to the top? Should I just keep climbing? At this point, it might be better to just keep climbing because we're all on the ladder. Yeah. And if we're all ahead of them, then we might as well just start outrunning them. Yeah, yeah, you might be safe to go normal speed by lighting your helm. Aslo's not invisible anymore. Right. Right. So maybe you don't need to be either. Wait, you're not invisible. You cast spike growth. Yeah, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not invisible either, but right, I'm, right, I'm right. out of sight because they can't see that far in the dark. In the darkness, right. That's the point. Right. And Aslo is now too. So light is an action for you to cast, Aslo? It is, yep. All right. Then I guess I light my lantern helm and ascend 15 feet up. I'm not going to, like, fully open it. I'm just going to have it lit enough for me to see the next handhold. I really don't even have to have it open very much if it's just glowing enough to get my hand on the rung. See, there's just going to be this little glowing dot moving up the wall. <laughs> if that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very far away now, so. Uh, that'll be 90 feet up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Took us. So how high am I? You were 45 feet up. I like that. And have any of the cultists started climbing it? One of them's right at the bottom, hands on the rungs, and there's one that's just above that. So they're like the first ten feet of the ladder or so? Yeah. Okay. That would be where I would like to drop a 20-foot... I'm going to web. I'm going to cast Wand of Web at the base of the ladder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Dude, that's perfect. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the place so to do it. So nice. That's so just <laughs> sweet and succulent. I love it. <laughs> a little juicy web. Yeah, I think this is the spot. Um, now, the problem, though, is if I'm casting it on a flat surface, it, it works a little differently. Um, if the webs aren't anchored between two solid masses, such as walls or trees, uh, or layered across a floor, wall, ceiling... So we're, I'm, I'm putting it on a wall. Yeah, cast uh, it down the wall. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conjured web collapses on itself, and the spell ends at the start of next turn. But... Uh, Webs layered over a flat surface have a depth of five feet. So if, if I'm reading that correctly, does it mean it's only going to last one turn? No, you're layering it against the wall and the floor. So it's going to be five feet out from the wall, just 
lying there. Mm. Don't even put it on the floor at all. Just put it down the wall, like as high up as it'll go down the wall. I mean, but it might be better because of the rule I just read to let it touch the wall and the floor. Okay, because it goes five feet out. Well, that also would entangle all the guys that are getting in line to start climbing. Right. Right. That's true. It may just be correct to make a 20-foot cube at the base because it would support itself from the wall and the floor. As a triangle. Yeah, I could make like a triangular web instead of a 20-foot cube. Well, Thane would have to rule that. How does that work if you cast web on a corner or a a right angle? (laughs) They can be opposing surfaces, so sure I'll just have that triangle. Um, It does say, so it's difficult terrain naturally, and it lightly obscures the area. They could use fire. Uh, Webs are flammable. Any five-foot cube of webs exposed to fire will burn away in one round. So just to make sure you're reading this sentence properly, if the webs aren't anchored between two solid masses or layered across a floor, wall, or ceiling, the conjured web collapses on itself. So it can be layered across a wall. Okay, so we could put it higher, and it would have a depth of five feet, and it would be layered over there. Right. I feel like it might still be more effective, though, as the 20-foot triangle. Mm. Wouldn't mm. it? Because it's going to cover more, or do you want to try to cover more of the climbing? Yeah, I think we just cover more of the climbing. It's still going 20 feet up the wall either way. Right. Either way, okay. So then it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and and Thane said he's going to rule that they can be opposing surfaces. Yep. Yeah. So it sounds like it's not going to collapse if I cast it at the base. Okay, right. Yep. So I want to cast it at the base and then uh, use my normal movement to drag Stripey up there with me, my, my normal movement. Not a bad. That is amazing. We have like a lot of like obscure stuff that's perfect for this. Like we have the <laughs> yeah. dark stone, which like was sweet. Invisibility. The jump. Hypnotic. Spike growth. Spike and make growth. no mistake, we needed it. <laughs> make no yes. m- mistake. Make no mistake. <laughs> we needed every bit of it. That's still going to be an episode title at some point. Well, this could be that episode. <laughs> it would have to be uh, an episode where Tokus makes a really big mistake. Oh. <laughs> make no mistake. <laughs> But we couldn't make any mistakes for this escape. Like, this was... That's true. We executed this surprisingly well. We'll have to have a talk about this once we get out of here. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to rest on our laurels when we're done climbing. No, no, no. We should stop being adventurers and we should be, like... Consultants. Thieves or something. <laughs> adventuring consultants. Yeah. Escape artists. We just follow an adventuring party around and tell them how to do things. <laughs> Ooh, you should have hit with your sword there. That was a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a tough critical miss. We don't help them. We're just consultants. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so <laughs> sure about you. Cast a spell. Not so sure about your tactics there. I feel like uh, we need to change it up. Yeah, uh, are you sure you want to cast that spell now? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you guys are trying to make stealth checks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I guess okay, I'll stop that's... talking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess we should probably be quiet. You're going to have to be a lot quieter than that right now. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, boy. Triple A team, adventuring consultants for hire. <laughs> that's our retirement plan. <laughs> yep. Turning complex solutions into complex problems. <laughs> 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 Web is a way better spell than it gets credit for. Web is regarded as one of the good spells already. Yeah, we should probably use it more. <laughs> I mean, considering the trail of obstacles you're leaving behind you, there's not much hope of them catching up at this point. <laughs> That's the idea. I'm going to take a few more shots as you're disappearing into the darkness above them, and then I'd say we drop out of initiative. All right. The lightly obscured doesn't matter here, right? Like, the archer you're shooting me with has an angle and the web isn't between us? Yeah. Okay. 
The archer hits you once for four points of damage after modifications. I take it. You hear other arrows and crossbow bolts striking the stone around you, but they can't really see where you are. You're in the darkness at this point. Oh, I thought you were saying the guy, like, learned multi-shot and, like... (laughs) 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 Stripey, however, is dangling below you just in the light. Oh, no, stripes. And he gets hit by a crossbow bolt. Stripey, no. No, stripey, no. Stripey. Oh, no. Oh, no, stripey. 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 Nine points of damage. Okay. You sound so distraught. (laughs) Oh, no. We always sound distraught when stripey takes damage. Yeah, no, that was my impression of them. I actually am distraught. You know, guys, I could buy us even more time if I cut the rope and let stripey go. (laughs) (laughs) That rope? Oh, that rope. He has no drag whatsoever on your speed. Well, yeah, don't worry. Once we get to the top, we're going to cut all the ropes. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sad we lost Lobix, but yeah. I think that's a fair trade. Our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our lives for a magical rope? I would say so. It was a cool rope, though. Yeah. We did finally use it like for its actual intended purpose once. Yeah, we got our last hurrah with it. We took it for one last spin. Mm-hmm. But someone will take Featherfall in a level or two, and we'll be good. <laughs> so, you're out of initiative. You can see them all scrambling down below you and hear them shouting orders and trying to burn through the webs and everything. They are slowly making progress and cleaning that up. Like slapping each other to wake them up from the hypnotic. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. They will be after you, but you have several rounds of additional climbing that you can do before they start making any real progress. All right. Nice. Like the wind, we climb. Yeah. yeah. I think move, move across the board. Yep. We probably use the rope to climb over the recess, and then once we're all above it, we can cut the rope so that they don't have that as well, which will slow them down further. Yeah, I think at one point you said there were multiple ropes going down at least part of it, right? When they were, like, loading stuff down, like loading crates in. Yeah. Is there, like, a pulley system and everything? It'd be at the top if there is one. A lot of ropes to cut. Yeah, well, whatever it is, we will, uh thoroughly sabotage it when we get to that top. What if there's just another camp of cultists at the top of the cliff? <laughs> just waiting for it. Don't even give them that idea. Please. Uh, so I will... Shaba's going to go ahead and drop out of initiative and keep climbing. Are we allowed to do that? <laughs> well, wait, that's something you can do? <laughs> just declare that I don't want to play by the structure of the game anymore? Yeah, I'm going to just not constrict myself to the confines of your initiative system. <laughs> I'm not going to limit myself. I go when I want, Fane. <laughs> yeah, I already said we're ending the initiative. Actually, do you want to do anything when you get to the crevice? Like changing your ordering or something since Aslo's the slowest, Dokus is the fast? No, we don't, we don't want to stop. At the crevice, we want to just keep climbing. Okay. Mm. That's fair. I'll just be behind Baslow. It's fine. So, Tokus, are you going to cut the rope once you pass the crevice? Once all of us have passed the crevice, we'll cut it. Yeah, I'll cut the rope. Okay. So you wait there for a couple of rounds and saw through the rope and see it drop below you. Mm, I wouldn't do that. I would just climb to the top. We'll cut it from the top, right? Yeah, that's fair. I, I didn't realize it would take me that long to cut the rope. We want to all be together. We don't want to... Because Aslan, I don't want to get to the top and find out that there is something waiting for us up there and have you still be taking three more rounds to get to the top. Yeah. Yeah. We want to stay close together. Yeah. I mean, that's all the more reason for me to go in front of Aslo if I do need to... If Stripey and I do need to do some tanking. Well, now that we're not in as big of a hurry, we can make more of an effort to stay close together. All right. So we're, I'm not going to cut the rope. We're just going to keep on going. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. It's not like the rope speeds them up 
only once they get to the crevice. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they could have some people on the ladder and some people on the rope at the same time. Right. That's true. But hey, that's all fun. the more reason for us yep. to wait. Wait <laughs> till they're wait. like, <laughs> like till several they're on the up. rope. Like, yeah. <laughs> cut it. <No! laughs> all right. So, Shiva, <laughs> as you near the top, you can see just a little hint of light reflecting off of the walls. I knew it. That's why I wanted to stay together, Tokus. It was a decoy. <laughs> There's more? There's always more. There's another camp at the top? Top?